uh, our speaker of the day, Brother Tim Smith of the Huntsville Inner City Church. Say amen again. God has truly blessed you. Say amen again. God is an awesome God. And God, he loves us, but God expects all of us to do something. Amen. I think sometimes we get confused about our God. We think he's just a God who sit around and allow us to do our own thing. But I want you to know today, that ain't the God I serve. The God that we serve expects something out of us. Yes, he died for our sins. And yes, he done something for us. But God expects obedience from his children. Amen. 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 Once again, we're so thankful to be here, and I'm just uh, so privileged and honored to, to be a part of this, this dinner. You know, anytime you got something that, that uh, uh, you're familiar with, and that's adoption, uh, you always feel special to be a part of that, that type program. Uh, uh, my son, uh, Sharif, amen. Uh, people say he looked like you, and I just smile all the time. Amen. And, and, and I remember coming, you know, in Mississippi and, and when we first adopted Sharif. Uh, and I remember uh, uh, in Mississippi, uh, at least the environment I was around, it was something you just want to speak out upon. And, and y'all may not know about that, but that was one of those things. And I got to Alabama, it was totally different, John. And, and I got a chance to see a difference. And, and, and when I went to some, some, some meetings, uh, I can't think of the name, there was a, another uh, adoption program, and we went to some meetings and learned about a little bit more about adoption and, and how to, to really, uh, uh, I guess you can say, put it out there where people know who the child is and the child knowing who he is. You know, sometimes we try to hold that in on these kids. But, but uh, I'm just so thankful to God that he placed them in our lives. And after knowing all of this and, and, and seeing Sharif grow and started off at one year old, one. And boy, look at that boy now. Look at him now. Boy, look at him. But, but God has truly blessed us, and, and, and it wasn't easy. I, I don't know for those who have adopted somebody, it ain't no easy rock. But if you gotta be, you got to be staying there. you got to stay faithful to the cause that you're doing. And it will all pay off if it's the Lord's will. Amen? But we won't be long this morning. We had a good time on this morning. I mean, say on this, this morning, on this evening, we won't be long. We're going to uh, look at the theme, and, and we're going to try to deal around the, that subject, uh, children are worth it all. Uh, one thing we know that's his true statement. Children are worth it all. And for those who have that Bible, you can turn over with me to Matthew chapter 18 and verses 1 through 5. Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through uh, 5. Uh, I do want to make a couple of corrections on my, my Bible. I just pulled a Bible off the, the Internet, but, but one of the corrections on that is 19 years. Amen? And if it's the Lord's will, July the 23rd will be 20. Uh, so, so we, we went, 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 that's a year old and then, uh, he's five now. So, so the 23rd of this month, he'll be six. 
And so continue to pray for Sharif. He's a young man that loves singing. He loves music. Uh, he, he calls himself be at home sometimes. He don't call. He really does it. But uh, he writes music. Uh, you ever seen a little kid sit down and you don't understand his right, but he can sing. So he, he, <laughs> but he'll write it down and then he'll say, Dad, that ain't how I go. Let me sing it for you. And, uh, and I think he picked a lot of it up. Y'all remember Lewis over at Southside and, and, and he loved Lewis and, 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 and the way he used to uh, uh, look up to him. But I love the way, way Sharif will at home practice that. And what I want to encourage us today, remember this, uh, when it comes to children, uh, children going to start out at home with what they're going to take out in the world. You know, I think sometimes we expect the church to lead the child out in the world, but it's going to start at home because I always catch myself watching my son at home, and I just sit there sometimes. If I pick up my Bible and I go in my office and go to study, I see sometimes he coming there and he'll just sit by me, you know, and, and I, I notice that kind of stuff. And so we had to give him a Bible. You know, because he wants his own Bible. Whether he can read it right now or not, he wants his own. So that's what we have to start doing, growing the child to develop in this world. And, and as long as we develop Christ in them, you don't worry about the rest. Let God do the rest. And so just for a few minutes, for a few minutes, let us go to God in prayer, and then we'll get into the lesson. Our Father who art in heaven, we're so thankful once again for this day. Uh, Father God, we're so thankful for you allowing us to come together instead of your word. Father, as always, we pray that your words will be spoken and not the words of man, uh, that we all can take heed to that word and apply it to our life, that we may be better people than we have been in the past. Uh, Father God, we pray for all those who are here on today. We pray for all the kids throughout this land and country. Father, we realize there are kids uh, still in foster care, and, and Father, there's kids, st- kids still need adopting. But Father, we just pray, if it's your will, that you'll continue to give these kids strength until a Christian, a good home, come about and adopt them. Uh, Father, we just pray that your will be done in every child's life, not only those for adoption, but those uh, kids in this world of today. Uh, Father, we pray that we as parents will lead our kids in the direction you will have them to go, not in the way that we will have them to go. Father, forgive us all of our sins and our shortcomings, those we know of and those we don't. In the name of Jesus, all in agreement. Amen. Church it all. When we look at Matthew chapter 18 and verses 1 through 5, Notice what the Bible says. It says, at the, <clears throat> at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. And he said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same as greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child, in my name receive me. Just for a few minutes, will you, will you just look at yourself and think about the things that, that you done when you was a little child. I want to I show you something. When we examine Matthew chapter 18 and verse 1 through 5, we once again find the disciples arguing over who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It seems by now the disciples would have understood Jesus' position as the eternal one or the Messiah. But like most adults, their concentration isn't on Jesus, but on self. 
So many times the disciples find themselves in a situation where Jesus has to intervene. Jesus answered their question to some may seem sarcastic. Notice, notice what Jesus said in verse number four. Whosoever, therefore, shall humble himself as this little child. The same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. But all oh, the disciples don't stop there. No, they, they, they couldn't stop right there. They, in Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 21, we see the mother of Zebedee's children, James and John, want Jesus to sit on the right hand and the other on the left hand in the kingdom. Now, can I, can I help somebody here this morning? When we look at this, and we look at this passage of Scripture, have you ever seen yourself showing favoritism over your child than somebody else's child? Sometimes we see ourselves being selfish when it comes to our children. And I want you to know when we're selfish with our children, don't you know that your child is going to grow up and be selfish as well? I can see Zebedee's, I can see Zebedee's wife. I can see this mother, how she's looking at her children. She wasn't concerned about nobody else's child, but she wanted her child to sit on the right hand and one to sit on the left hand. Can't you see this mother? Can't you see how this mother was looking and, and saying that, oh, if I could see my boys looking right beside she sits right beside me. Well, my boys are more important than the rest of the disciples. Well, but I want you to know in the kingdom of God, all of us are the same when you're on the team of Jesus. Well, when you're on the team of Jesus, I'm nothing different than the world. better than me. You may have a better style than me, but we better be preaching the same word. That works out. That works out. See, somebody asked me one time, said that you, you know old Brother Hadley. You know Brother Hadley. I know you know Brother Hadley. Well, he didn't ask me. I asked Brother Hadley. I remember one time I was preaching, and, and you had all these preachers, and, and some of y'all may know, you had James Hadley out there, you had Billy Moore out there, you had uh, Wiggins out there, you, you had all these seasoned preachers. Yeah. And so I reached over to Hallie. You got to know Hallie. I've been knowing Hallie all, just about all my life. And, and I, re- I told Hallie, I said, Hallie, you know, I'm just starting out. Yeah. And you got to understand, way we grew up on five-minute sermons, and you get five minutes, and everybody's preaching the same topic, you can't preach the same thing. Yeah. So I told Hallie, I said, look, man, won't they move me up? You know, won't you try to move me up over here? So I want you to see something here. And, and, and Hallie said, see, I want to tell you something. She said, I'm not He said, if that breaks your concentration, don't even look at it. Well, he said, well, you remember it was preach the word of God. Yeah. He said, I don't care if Jesus is in there. Yeah. Preach the word of God. So when Hallie told me that, I, I said, man, I, I understand this thing a little bit better. <laughs> I don't care who in the audience. He said, I'm not preaching for me. Yeah, yeah. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Notice, notice this scripture. In Matthew chapter 18, the disciples here was arguing over who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Uh-huh. And by them doing this argument, Jesus had to sit down and talk to them once again. And Jesus said, I tell you what, since you want to know who the greatest, I still see that you don't understand that I'm the greatest. But since you can't see that, let me show you something. If you can't be submissive as a little child, if you can't open up your mind and your heart as a little child, you will not receive the kingdom of God. 
parents sometimes got too much going on in our life to see Jesus. Yeah. But oh, when it comes to a child, have you ever noticed a child? Let me, get, let, me, let me give you a great example. Have you ever noticed when a child's birthday come around? Uh-huh. And if you tell this free money, you're going to tell your child you're going to buy them a bike. Uh-huh. Now, they don't know if you got the money to buy that bike or not. Right. But they know one thing you said you're going to buy that bike. And by you saying you're going to buy that bike, they're expecting a bike. Where you getting it from? I don't want to know what we want to know for what. Yeah. But all when it comes to the church, Jesus understands the church. So Jesus said, if you don't open up your mind to receive my teaching, children are willing to receive Jesus' teaching because they're not looking at all of us. We got too much going on in our life. Somebody said that. I, I got the light bill due, I got the rent due, I got the car note due, I got the I got everything going on in my life. I can't focus on Jesus. But notice this. Notice this. Jesus is trying to get us to humble ourselves that we may take on not the role, but the mindset of the child. Let me let me let me let me show you something with the children. When we look at the when we look at the children and we think about the children, one of the greatest joys in life is to How, how Sarah and Abraham, I understand how, how Elizabeth, how these people dealt with the situation of being barren and couldn't have children, but God blessed their life in a way in spite of their difficulties. God still stepped in and done it. I understand when how afraid for years and wanted this child and said, Lord, if you send me a child, I'll give that child back to you. I understand that. I was afraid for many years. God, give me a child. Just give me one child. Somebody get up and pray or, or, or tell the church that, that y'all pray for the Lord bless me with a child. Now I'm going to get this and receive a child. Y'all got what I'm saying? You see, sometimes we pray for something. We had to put ourselves in a position to get the child. It reminds me of a sinner. When a, when a sometimes a sinner, know that he's married and said, Lord, bless, bless me and my boyfriend with a child. Would you have known for the Lord to bless you? Jesus don't operate like that. Jesus operates just a little bit taller than I operate. So when we look at, when we think about the scripture, we think about Jesus, and we think about the disciples, and we look at their understanding, it seems as if the disciples by now, and I'm going to get to the points in a minute, but I got to get this introduction in. It seems as the, uh, the disciples by now, by now, would understand Jesus' role as the Messiah. First of all, they're seeing Jesus say what? in front of the disciples. But have you noticed in your life Jesus blessed you so many times and you can't see Jesus? So we ain't no different. 
different than the disciples. But when it comes to the little child, Jesus reminds me of Jesus being at the age of 12. I remember when Mary, the Bible said Mary then was taking Jesus back, Mary and Joseph. And and all of a sudden they looked around and Jesus wasn't there. They said, next thing you know, a few days later, they found Jesus doing what? A priest. I remember back in the day when you see people putting on their they, 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 they Bibles, started out preaching their kingdom. Uh-huh. Now you be 30 and 40 when you start off. Yeah. It's not because of desire, but it's because of the simple fact sometimes we as an adult don't want to give the children a chance. I used to say, and innocent don't take this wrong, but I'm just being honest. I ain't going to teach you to lie. I'm going to tell you the truth. But I remember saying sometimes, man, I wish I, wish I could just be a Southside but a Southside Sunday. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with you. I want you to understand why I said that. I said that for a reason. Because I know that I have been talking to John and built a relationship with him, so I know how John thinks. And I know he would have opened up his, 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 his mind But don't you know when I, it was men who loved when I allowed my son to sing walk in as inner city. You know, they hear the day, they love when he sings. Yeah. But then you had those who told me, well, why in the world are you letting this little boy sing? Oh, you doing this because it's your son and preacher's son. But what I'm trying to get you to see is that notice what Jesus says, suffer the little children. If, if you notice, if you notice in, in James chapter 5 and around from 13 to verse 15, actually 16 because it deal with, with prayer in verse 16 also. But if you notice in James chapter 5, verse 13 through 16, when, when, when James dealt with prayer and he dealt with faithfulness in prayer, he, he started off talking about the elders. Yeah. You know, go get the elders if you're sick and all this. Y- y- y'all remember that? Yeah. Now, now, notice this. Notice this. How many times do we pray for our child? When things are in normal. Uh-huh. All right, now. All right. Notice what I said. I didn't say when things are bad. I didn't say when things are good. I said when things are in normal. See, I realized a long time ago, it is, it's my business to make sure I pray for my child. When he wakes up in the morning, well, my job is to pray for my child. When he go off to school, it's my job to pray for my child. Yeah, that he respect and obey all, not just the teachers, but all. But you know our problem? We forget our job. We forget our job. How was the last time that you prayed for good character in your child? Or you were been praying that he make an ace? I tell my son all the time, son, I want you to 
you to do good in school, but school ain't gonna get you to hell. That's right. I wrote for you to get to heaven and answer. Yeah. But I realized if I show the character, if she is character in him, that he would make the A. All right. I don't have to worry about the A. That's right. Only thing I'm worried about is salvation. Yeah. Because I realize what I'm instilling in the child will stick with him. Got to, uh, but you got to understand, you know, in a child get attached to God. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they got attached to him. And I don't know when he, when he died, but I used to tell people all the time, they used to come to my house and visit, he'd be in the backyard, and they said, that's a hyper dog. I said, well, you got to look at the household he is. Yeah. <laughs> I used to say, you said, well, I ain't hyper. I said, so I ain't no lady back straight down. I said, now, if I was lady back, my dog would be lady back. I said, so that's the same way about my Martin Luther King. Yeah. I appreciate what he's done. Yeah. But my son better not respect Dr. King more than me because that's right. 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 I don't mind what he's done. Right. You know, he talks about Obama a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But Obama may not be the one dying his life. Notice this. Notice what Jesus said. Drop down. Drop down to verse number three. Notice this. Well, verse number two, I'm sorry. Notice that. And Jesus called what? A little child unto him. And notice what he done. Now, you got to think about a child mind. You got all, not only, now you got to look at this. I want y'all to picture this. Not only do you have the disciples there, but you got other people there. So notice what Jesus does. Jesus take this little child and does what? Send him in the midst. That the child, you can imagine some of the things they probably would feel. Fearful, concerned. What, what is going on here? But what Jesus was trying to see, or trying to do, brother, is allow the disciples to see what they need to do. Today, sir, we need to understand there's something we need to do. We need to change our thinking, change our concept, and understand that the Lord's plan still stands. Why are we always trying to figure out things? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get these to you. If you, you're taking notes, you can write these down. We ain't going to deal with them today, but uh, I do want you to have them, have them for your notes. I, I, if we had time, we'd deal with them. But three points I want you to see. Number one, number one, children are worth it all because a child started all. Let me show you something. Children are worth it all. Because a child started it all. Luke chapter 2 and verse 40 through 47. 
Then point number two. Children are worth it all because Jesus suffered not for children. Once again, children are worth it all because Jesus says suffer not the children. Mark chapter 10 and verse number 14. But then look at, look at number three. Children are worth it all because Jesus paid it for all. Children are worth it all because Jesus paid it for all. In the church today, just for a few minutes, I want you to see this. In the church today, sometimes we forget the children around the grown-ups, and we forget about the children. But if we ever learn and understand that the children is our future, and if we don't invest in the future, then our investment in the future is bullshit. I ain't no investment in the future. If you ain't investing in the kids, ain't no investment. And so we have to understand, as children of God, as God's people, that we have to invest in the children. Somebody said, what you mean, brother preacher? What you mean? I'm glad you asked. Notice this. Notice how when we talk about children, how we talk about investing in the children. You ever notice how sometimes you got a child who really want to do something in the church? Amen? And that child want to do stuff, and we're ahead of that child. We'll stop that child and we'll set it down. Mm-hmm. And then we set that child down for so long. And then all of a sudden, I want to set it down for so long on our time. Right. Now we're ready for all the work. When now the child has found something else to take up his time. Yeah. And it ain't Jesus. Uh-huh. And so yeah. now we need to worry and concern about our child. But if we were to work with the child when he was ready to work, yeah. Yeah. the problem is, it ain't the child. The problem is, us. Yeah. We need to look in the mirror. The child don't direct them. Let me show you something. I've learned, you know, I've learned. Some of you may know John Rosen. But, but John Rosen says something, and he, he writes good books. If you ever get a chance, read some of John material. Parents, buy books. And I don't think John is going back to the Bible. John said the best way to parent is go to the Bible. Yeah. He said, nothing. He said you, you come to me, all the time you're going to do is give me some money. He said, he said, now the other psychologists don't want to tell you this. He said, but I'm going to tell you the truth. To save you some money, pick up your Bible. So let me let me share something with you. So John was did a parenting by books. And one of the things he's trying to get us to see is the same thing Jesus is trying to get us to see. Learn that mindset of the child. Yeah. Well. Learn that giving a start with a child at a certain school. If you make Disobey, we think we gotta punish that child right then. Well, but don't you know, Freema, you can punish that child three days later, they're gonna get double punishment. Uh-huh. And the reason why you get double punishment is because you don't punish him, but now he's next time you do something, you say, oh, Lord, when he's gonna get me, I wish you don't get me. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned it, I learned it because I do that with my son sometimes. Son, dad, he'll say, Dad, Dad, you know, when you I said, but I said, what's 
until you bring them up in the Lord. It's a difference. I encourage you, church. You got to understand. Bring your child up in. I'm going to deal with one point. I'm going to let them all be yours. I'm going to give y'all all these things. And then y'all will get my kids up. So let me show you something. Let me show you something. One point. One point. Let me just deal with the first one. Children, turn over to Luke. Turn over to Luke. Turn over to Luke chapter 2. Look at Luke chapter 2. Just want to deal with that one. Children are worth it all because a child started it, it all. Amen? Look at Luke chapter 2. Look at verse number 40. 40. Everybody there? All right, look at, look, look, notice what the Bible said. And, and, and notice where we're at now. We're in Nazareth now. Now, now notice this. And the child grew and waxed strong in what? Spirit. Filled with what? Wisdom. And grace of God was upon him. If three things that we can do with our children is to do this. Three things. Fill them with wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. God don't, wisdom don't come from your past experience. I, I don't care about your past experience. I want to know what do God say about wisdom. Fill them with wisdom. How are you going to fill them with wisdom if you're not giving them God? The other thing, grace of God was upon them. When you fill them with wisdom, you also got to fill them with the Spirit. Too many times we're leaving out the Spirit. We're teaching our kids everything except the Spirit. They need to know about the Spirit. Give you a great example. I'm going to show you how smart kids are today. We would just come from Mississippi on, on yesterday. And as we come back on last night, uh, my son out of nowhere, kids, y'all, y'all remember Bill Cosby, one of them shows had kids ask the darnest thing? Well, them kids so weird. But he asked me, and, and I don't know where this come from. So I said, Dad, he said, uh, so your mama went to heaven, she flew there, or she went in the ground? I ain't said nothing. I just looked at him. I'm like, where did it come from? And so I really didn't answer right then because uh, he got me. You, y'all ever been at shop? And so uh, I said, what'd you say, Reese? Dad, I'm saying, saying, is mommy in heaven? I said, or she, he said, I want to know how she get there. Did she fly or, or did, she, did she go in the ground? I said, well, Reese, she in the ground. Her body went in the ground. I said, but a spirit, I said, no, no, no. I said, my wife has said, my wife said, look, my wife said, no, 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 you're going to have to break this down. So I said, so, so then let me, let me break that back. So after my wife said that, I said, well, Reese, I said, now her body went in the ground, Reese. He said, but if her body in the ground, how she in heaven? I said, well, it's the spirit, Reese, that waits for him. I said, the spirit going to wait for somewhere. You know, right there, I'm going to read him another part. to say this, is that notice the mindset of a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But then we say they don't want to be taught. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Then we stop them from being baptized. Uh-huh. We stop them from working. We stop them from doing it. But notice the mindset. Notice the question they ask. How many times in the church have you sat down with your child and prayed 
How many times have you got on your knees with your child beside you? Whether they're a boy or a girl. You got on your knees with your child beside you and allowed them to pray with you. How many times have you got up in the morning and held hands with your family and let the child lead prayer? Hallelujah, preacher. But I like true preaching. Let me share something with you. If you're here today and you realize that you've been in the church 20 years and your five-year-old or whatever don't even know you're a member of the church of Christ, Your child should know the name of the church that you are in. Your child should know that not only the name, but your child should know all those who work in the church working because they've been baptized. But you have to sit down and tell your child that. But if you don't sit down and tell them or teach them that, you got to understand that. I told you, I, I love this because I, I just think about all the times I, I get a chance. I, I talked to Gary Bradley when I first moved here, and, and some of you may know him. One thing Gary told me, Gary said, Tim, don't get caught up in trying to save the church and lose your family. He said, ain't that important? He said, because Jesus is going to save the church. You ain't got to worry about that. He said, you make sure that you hold on to your family and don't let nothing come between you and your family. You're losing your family, but you're talking about what you've done in the church. You got your kids watching you, but they never see you. I hope ain't no parents like that. Let me show you something. You got to understand that the kids are our future. These kids are worth it all. And I would tell you this. If I had to do it all over again, it would be the same thing. It would be the same thing. If you're here today, and you know you've been parenting your child the way God wants you to parent your child, you need to change. Yeah. It's only one way. Pick up the book and find out the answer. Yeah, all the answers, all the rules, all the regulations there. Yeah. If you want to learn how to play basketball, what you have to do? You have to go back and look at the rules on yeah. If you want to learn how to play baseball, you have to look at the what? Yeah. The rules. Well, if you want to learn how to parent your child, look at the book. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Tell agape this. Agape me and my wife heart were broken just just a little while, probably a month ago. When I said broken, not not broken that bad, but we were kind of hurtful. Uh, y'all had a little child. Somebody told us about this child. You know how you get excited sometimes, when you get excited, and, and when you get excited, you, you see you want something, you know. And we got excited, but the point is, we got excited without talking to the Lord. Yeah. And so somebody had told us about this child, and they. 
agape. Agape got this child, and, and, and the child need a home, and the child don't have a home, and it was a baby. And I, I think the newborn baby, and, and where I've seen the baby, newborn baby. And so we got a chance to see the baby. And the Wilsons had it, Mike Wilson. And Mike Wilson had this baby, and we seen that baby, and boy, we wanted that baby. And I said, okay. I told Jessica, I said, well, that's going to be our child. You know, I'm going to start training the child and talk to the I said, you got to be kidding. But then I went back and thought about it. I did not talk to the Lord. I did not, I did not confirm this with the Lord. This is a mature son of God. God got to be in the center of it. All right, yeah. Amen. So my son went to joy because I understood something. I learned something from it. Church, I pray that we learn one thing from this. Is that children are truly worth it all. And I guarantee you, every parent out there, if you had to do it over again, regardless of how it came about, you would do it over. If you're in the Lord, I encourage you to stay faithful to God. But if you've been making decisions based upon self, your decision was based upon the Lord. I encourage you, you need prayer. Reason you need prayer is you need to understand that it's all about the Lord. It's not about the way you want things to be. You may want your child to grow up someday to become a pro basketball player. You may want her to grow up someday to become something else. But it ain't about what you want. God may say something different. How many of us is still in our child to become a preacher? How many of us is still in our child to be a teacher in Sunday school, not in the school system? See, we're some, see, money involved there. So we're telling them, hey, hey, I want you to grow up, and you do this, and you do that. But that same child that goes off to medical school and gets that degree in the medical field, they use that medical right here in the church. Don't you know that sick kids don't have Medicaid? I guess somebody said, you got to be crazy. I'm going to do that for free. Jesus did it for free. You just said you want to be like Jesus. Don't we want to be like Jesus? See, don't depend on your money because your money going to take you only for a short period of time. But if you depend on the Lord when your money runs out, you can Lord keep care of your own. If you hear the name, if you know that Jesus is blessing, your children the way you should bless them and not through material possessions. Because a little toy ain't gonna get them nowhere. But how many of you? How many? And don't please don't ask that aloud, but how many okay. have sat down and told your child about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? Amen. Now he's talking, I'm grabbing a two year old. I'm getting, but y'all get what I'm saying, amen? Amen. amen? But notice this you got children, four and five, six, and seven. And we ain't teaching them nothing about All Jesus. Right All right now. But I guarantee you, they know math problems. They know how to read. They know everything. Yeah. But then, they grow up. The person, they go off to college. And then they marry that old no good man who ain't living for nothing. Well, right. And then we disappoint. Yeah. Children are too valuable for us not to instill Christ in them. I encourage you to say, please instill Christ. If 
you're not a child of God today, you need to become a child of God. You need to take on the role that Jesus took on. And that's to change. Jesus came and changed our lives. He changed our lives. I'm not the way I used to be. I don't do the things I used to do. Because of Jesus. But don't you know, if it were left up to me, I'd be doing the same thing that I used to do. But because Jesus in me made me understand I had to give up those things. Because those things would lead me astray and lead me to hell. If you're here today, you're not a child of God. You need to become a child of God. Romans 10, 17. Tell a faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then you need to believe. Believe with all your heart. Believe. Hebrews 11 and 6. Repent of your past sins. Luke 13, 3. Confess Jesus Christ to be the Son of God. Matthew 10, 32 and 33. So you confess me before me. I will confess you before my Father which are in heaven. But if you deny me before me, I will deny you before who? My Father which are in heaven. You must be buried in the watery grave of baptism. But before you go there, you have to confess Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Somebody told me in the Bible that John, of all the things, how, how great he was, proclaiming the gospel was beheaded. Beheaded. But confessing Jesus Christ, the disciples, if you go back and look at the Bell But it's the soul right. that counts. Mm-hmm. And if your soul ain't here to hell, then somebody say, well, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. You know how you live. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. You know what you're doing. So, so don't say, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. Yeah, you know. You know what the Bible says, how to get there. Mm-hmm. And if you know you ain't doing the things to get there, then you ain't going. And if you know if you're doing the things to get there, you're going. <laughs> it's just that simple. I try to make seven real simple. Ain't that simple? So if you're not a child of God, you need to become a child of God. Ask the God to be standing and saying, the son of encouragement. Let us pray. Looking at your door.